Welcome to the month of March, and man, I love it. You begin to feel those winds blowing in the warmer spring air. I'm looking forward to turning the corner, being able to get outside a bit more. I know you're doing the same, and I trust and pray that through this season, God is continuing to give you His strength, His blessing, His guidance, and that's what we're hoping to do, continue to give people just that as they come to us and seek us as we guide people toward Christ. I shared a message toward the beginning of the year called Solid Truth, and I want to share it with you today. It's a message just that is so foundational in reminding us the God from 4,000 years ago is the same God that is with us today and will be with us thousands of years from now if the Lord tarries. And so in that solid truth, that solid thought, I want you to be encouraged. And so I want to take you to where I was sharing this message live, and let's let the Lord use it to minister to us as we seek the center of our life being in Him. Let me just kind of sum up what I'm going to try to do today. I'm going to try to draw you closer to Jesus. It's going to be a simple message, and all I'm going to do is try to draw you deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Those of you watching online, I also just reach out to you. You might be laying in bed right now with a coffee. Just open your heart to what God would want to say to you. If someone would have walked up to me and said, from the last time I preached here to this morning, if you had told me all the things that would happen, I would have said, wow, that's going to be a crazy period of time. And in that period of time, uh, the world, in some ways, it, it appears as almost dismantle itself. Like, we don't know what to do. And in fact, if you were watching much of the New Year celebration, it was like, let's just, let's just draw that line and get to 2021. Oh, this will be better. Almost like we're looking for something. And what I want to tell you is the, the God of 2020 will be the God of 2021, will be the God of 2031, 41, 51, when I'm gone, he'll still be God. And today I'm going to call you to that solid truth. Every year Webster Dictionary gets a new word. This year there were many options. But one that I settled on to share with you today is this word. It's called downscrolling. Downscrolling is when you continue to read news feeds online or social media, despite the fact that the news is predominantly negative and upsetting. So you're sitting there reading it on your phone and going, can you believe this? And listen to this next one. It's even worse. And a lot of times right now I'm doing something where I just take my phone and I'll go to the top couple of news feeds that I keep on my phone and I'll look out of the top seven or eight news feeds, four or five will be very negative. Even if there's something, I remember the day that the vaccine came out. There was a, oh, we're not sure the vaccine. I mean, instead of celebrating, hey, at least we got a vaccine. It was, we're not sure this is going to work. Got to put that little down scrolling negative spirit on ourselves. And today I'm going to show you that this isn't new for humanity. People talk about the worst. No. Never been this bad. Seriously. I'm going to take you back 4,000 years ago. We're going to start right here. There was a man named Abraham. He was sitting on a little rock outside his tent. 
4,000 years ago this actually happened. If you'd like to read this, just to verify that I'm not lying to you this morning, you can go read Genesis 15, 16, 17, and 18. I've spent a lot of time there these last few days. Go read it. Abraham is sitting on a little stool, down-scrolling. His head is down, and he's thinking about his life because here he is. He's about... 85, 86 years old. He doesn't have the son God promised him with Sarah. And he's kind of feeling like coming to the end of my life. And he didn't want to say it out loud, but man, this God I've served, he's kind of let me down. Now, you need to understand before I tell you the story that happens from this stool, the next moment that happens, we got to get the backstory. I got to tell you how we got to the stool. Abraham was about 75, rocking and rolling, doing the things he did, known as the man of faith. Abraham was in his tent. God spoke to him at the night, nighttime outside, and said, Hey, Abraham, step outside. Abraham steps outside of his tent, goes through the little flap, steps outside. God says to him, look up in the sky. Looked up in the sky. See all those stars? Yeah, I see them, God. I made all those. I know you made them. Those stars are as numerous as your offspring will be. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, I'm going to give you a son with Sarah. Your wife, I'm going to give you a son and your offspring will be that plenteous, that numerous. The Bible says God did two things. God saw that Abraham laughed inside. I want you all to hear that. Abraham laughed inside. But he also believed God and that was credited to him. I'm guessing this morning, there are those of you who are exactly there. You believe God, but there's a little snicker. God, you, you're amazing. You're awesome. I were, you are wonderful. But I don't know. It's called humanity. So Abraham goes to Sarah and he says to her, Sarah, um, I was just with God. And, and he told me that you're going to have a baby. And she said, okay. And they tried for a long time. Tried for a long time, nothing. Kept trying, nothing. And one day Sarah got in her mind, you know what? I need to help God. This, this is not going along. I'm getting older and I'm, I'm past childbearing years, so I know what I'll do. I'll have Abraham, my husband, sleep with my maidservant. Her name was Hagar. She worked for and helped Sarah with all of her stuff. She thought to herself, and this is what I need to do. So she went to Abraham and said, Abraham, I have an idea. I think you are supposed to have a child, but I think it's with Hagar. So I want you to you know, do your thing and then let's see what happens. So they did their thing and it happened. And Abraham had a son and named him Ishmael. 
But Abraham lived with this inner turmoil of, it wasn't supposed to be Hagar. God said Sarah. And here he sits now. 14 years later, from that time, on the stool, and I'm telling you, he's thinking things like, well, in fact, here they are. I'll show you things that we need to learn from the backstory. Here, here's the first things. Life's situations often seem impossible. <laughs> He's sitting there, head down, going, I don't know. And this year, if I've ever seen social feeds, and in fact, I, I don't do social media on purpose. I, I just don't do it. But Jane does it quite a bit, and she'll tell me what Christians say sitting on their stools down scrolling, and she'll read it out loud to me, and I go, that, that person's a believer in God, and they said that? No. No, when you sit on this stool and life situations seem impossible, absolutely they happen that way. Uh, during a pandemic, absolutely situations will look impossible. During a time of incredible social injustice, absolutely things look impossible. And you think in your mind, this isn't fixable. This isn't correctable. We watch election situations and we watch politicians and think to ourselves, impossible to fix that. And here we sit on the first Sunday of 2021, going, I hope some of those impossibilities go away. Let me remind you, sitting on this stool, God, <laughs> the God who created the universe that you drove through to get here this morning, that God, that you look up and see a sky that you have no idea where it actually ends, that God is not freaking out this morning. That God is not in heaven going, oh boy, what am I gonna do? But we do. And the world especially does. And when you live in the world, listen to me, oh, people who say you're followers of Christ, please don't look like them. God calls us to a new standard of trust even when we don't like life's situations. And then let me tell you, the second thing I learned from that backstory about Abraham is this. God's timing does not need to align with ours. I was watching someone last week. They didn't know I was watching them from a distance. And they're working on something, trying to get it pulled off. And they, they, it's honoring God. They're trying to honor God. And their prayer was, and their, I saw them, they wrote it out. And God, I need to know by Friday. Let me just tell you, it's going to be to your benefit not to put a timetable on God. Um, I don't know why this happened, but this morning, uh, before I left my house, I just pulled my phone out to look through some messages and that kind of thing. And I, I have no idea. I don't even know how I did it. I, I still don't know how I did it. But some text popped up on my phone from back in... Um, 2015, 14, 13, when I was going through some great trials um, with a daughter. Some of those texts were right there on my phone. And I remember living through that time of my life going, God, you, you, 
you see this, don't you? I need this fixed by like Monday. And let me tell you that what felt like hundreds of Mondays passed and the situation did not change. And it's tempting. It's tempting in those times to sit on the stool and go, well, God cares about them, 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 and them. And look over there. They've got one of those little signs on the back of their car that says, God answers my prayers, boo-dee-woo. <laughs> Drive your little car. You'll, mm. <laughs> my car says, humbug. <laughs> and we say things. See, see we're kind of like Abraham. <laughs> we... we, we we have these things inside, but we don't say them because, you know, we're Christian. And if we said to somebody, I'm struggling and, and I have issues and, and my family's not perfect and everything's not good and it didn't work out by Friday, then somebody's going to say, what's wrong with your faith? And I want to say to you, uh, it's deepening. I sit here today, a different man than shared office space with a gentleman named Lynn Bruce. I'm not the same man, Lynn. I'm crazy still. <laughs> but God put me through, allowed me through, walked with me through, pick whatever phrase you want. Some things so he could prepare me to be a deeper man in him. Would I choose it? Nope. Would Abraham have picked it? No. In fact, if you know much of his story, he fought a lot with God. He's still called the man of faith. If you're sitting there and you have some doubt, let me tell you what you are. Normal. I want you to look at this little quote. I'm going to take time to look at it with you. If you trust and obey the Lord day by day, Day by day, you set yourself up to be in a position where you watch his perfect plan unfold the way it was designed to. Our problem is we like for it to be done by Friday. Day by day looks boring. I don't want to live in this spot. <laughs> Abraham, God, I've lived here a stinking long time, man. I did that thing. I did what my wife Sarah thought. I, it's been 14 years, Lord. I don't have a son with her. Did I really hear your voice? Was I dreaming? I bet I didn't really go outside the tent. That was in my mind, wasn't it? Because the day by day, walking with God, submitting your will is really hard. In fact, I want to propose to you, not many people do it. And then, even when we know the truth of what God says, we still silently snicker inside. And then I rushed to the next point. Go on to the next, go to the next point, if you will. Even when we know the truth of what God says, we silently snicker inside. But watch this next point. Ready? Here it is. Look at this. God's merciful to our snickers. Be serious here for a second. Our world right now literally mocks God. Mock him. 
They, they make shows about him and mock him and make fun of him. And the way God is so merciful, because you guys understand? What's this? He gave me that breath. He owes me nothing. He could obliterate us all in this very moment. He's so merciful. And then I also see in the backstory trying to manipulate God's plan. It's kind of foolish. Sarah, Sarah rushed it. We, we like to rush God's plan. Like God, God, Be patient. Trust me here. But God, I, I need to know by... Uh, but, but it's in that waiting that it works out. I mean, I don't care what culture you're a part of. I don't care what, 4,000 years ago, I don't care what the culture was like. I don't care what the culture is going to be like in 8,000 if that day comes. Listen to me. Any woman who says to herself, I know what I'll do. I'll get another woman to sleep with my husband and that'll solve the problem. Let me, I don't care what culture you're from. That won't work. <laughs> and that's what happened in this story. Sarah rushes it. And then this, oh, he, he got along with her. I mean, Sarah and Hagar got along so good till that happened. And then the Bible says, tension, fighting. Never was the same. Because little Ishmael came along. And there was tension. So that is how we got here with Abraham sitting going, did a lot of that wrong. And I'm going to probably die like this. I'm, <laughs> I'm over 90 now. Sarah's way past having a kid. Man, I, I had hope back there 15 years ago, but... And then we, we rushed it and did the wrong thing. I mean, some of you are sitting on the stool right now going, yeah, yeah, I, I, I messed up a lot on the journey to get to here. Absolutely, so did I. So do we all. You say, Dan, I got some real baggage in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And God wants to use all, he doesn't waste any of that stuff. So much baggage in my life and I can't believe, I, I'm, I turned 60 this year and I, I'm looking going, God, you've used all that, what I would have called crap of my life. You've actually, I've, I've even used it in sermons. You use trash, don't you? Yes, Dan, I use your trash to bring glory to my name. And I sit here and I tell you that a lot of us have our head down because of what life's dealt us, because of things that came our way, bumps in the road, you pick it, and your head's down. And yeah, you trust God, but you got the silent snicker. And then here's what I told you, I'm going to take you. Genesis chapter 18, here's what happened. Moses is sitting outside his tent, hot as fire that day. Bible says it was hot. Sitting outside his tent, ready, you ready? All down, he's down scrolling, everything else. And then he, here it is, he Looked up. Somebody in here today, you need to look up. Get your head up. Look up a second. He looked up and he saw three men. Moments ago, he's down. And he looked up. He saw three men. Angelic beings with human bodies. 
The Bible describes one of them as the Lord. That was pre-Jesus, so we don't know exactly what that means, but God himself was in this setting. Abraham looks up, gets up. Some of you today, by the way, if you look up from your situation, it might help you get up because you've been laying in bed, depressed and down, discouraged. In fact, somebody online is laying there probably thinking that today. Uh, Dan, I, 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 mm -mm. look up so you can get up. And, and, and he got up and he walked over to these, ran over to these men. Hey, guys, what's, thank you for coming to visit me. I'm guessing back in the day, they practiced social distancing a lot. So it's good to see somebody. And he sees these three men and, and the Bible says that he greeted them and said, you guys are probably hungry and thirsty, right? And they're like, yeah. He said, can I make you something to eat? Would you stay and eat with me? Sure. Okay, he runs back. Sarah, do me a favor, get some bread out. Make some bread real quick. I'm gonna go. He got the fatted calf, or prime, the best he could find. Took it to his servant and said, please cook this. So the bread's getting made, the calf's getting cooked, gets it all done, takes it over, sets it before them. The Bible says he set it before them and they began to eat and he walked over and he stood and he watched them eating. And the Bible says, the Lord speaks to him and says, Abraham, yes, Lord. Where's Sarah? She's in the tent, okay. Well, I want you to know, Abraham, we're gonna return in one year from today and you guys are gonna have a little boy. <laughs> and the Bible says that Sarah was watching through a little slit in the tent. Watching him eat, wondering, who is that guy? That guy looks like an angel. I mean, she's looking at him. And the Bible said when she heard that, listen, she snickered inside. She, it wasn't even verbal. She snickered inside. No one else heard it, but the Lord heard it. Because the Lord said to Abraham, why'd she laugh? Abraham's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Sarah, why'd you laugh? And she said, I didn't laugh. She said she didn't laugh. The Lord, she lied. <laughs> the point is, sometimes we even lie to ourselves. The Lord knows, again, merciful. <laughs> and, and he says to Abraham, Abraham, do you really think anything is impossible for me? And let me tell you, they left. And Abraham and Sarah had a little boy at the age of 100. Yeah, for me, it's more taken care of. It wouldn't be so much having a kid. It'd be like, Lord, you got to help me for these next 16 years. And I want you to know, God doesn't lie. When he pulled Abraham out of the tent and said, check out those stars. And Abraham fought him for 20 years going, I don't know. And God's like, I told you, I don't lie. 
And I want to say to you this morning, God says you're his children moving into 2021. He has got you covered. You will not get in a circumstance that he will not be with you. And when you get in that spot and you sit on your stool, you need to look up and you need to go. But God don't lie. God doesn't lie. He is with you today. And I came here this morning to give you these next two points. And you're going to have to really think them through because your mind's going to fight the first one. You actually might not even like it. But I'm going to prove the point to you. God always has your best interest in mind. Always. Some of you are sitting on a stool right now in a situation and you say to me, Dan, that's not possible. Let me first ask you, do you need to own anything in putting yourself in the situation you're in? If you need to own something about it because of choices, just own that. Then realize at that spot when you take ownership and you say, Father, forgive me, he forgives you. And now he says, I will walk with you from this place forward because even in this, I have your best interest in mind. Now, I'm going to tell you why we struggle with this. And sometimes it's because of some teaching we've received. When we hear things like, God has your best interest in mind, we tie it to, oh man, I'm not going to have any more struggles. I'm going to stop on the way home, get a little gas, buy a lotto ticket, and win. That's what we think in our mind when we hear God save her because that's what the world thinks. You, you don't very often see someone brought up and said, this person's going through an incredible struggle. How blessed are they? Um, I got COVID in the last period of time and I was really sick. So I had three weeks at home to really just pretty much spend some time with the Lord and crawl from place to place. I was very sick. And one of the things I did during that time in that season was I flipped through the channels. I, I don't watch uh, um, tons of TV. I watch a lot of sports, but otherwise I don't watch a lot of TV. And then I also uh, don't watch televangelists. I don't watch televangelists. I realize that I am a preacher and I realize I travel and I realize I'm on TV. So I guess you could say in some ways I'm a televangelist. But I don't watch the true ones on TV. And well, that's, I'm lying. I do watch them sometimes because I want to see how not to fix my hair and what clothes not to wear. But other than that, I don't watch television. And part of my reason is because sometimes the teaching is just skewered. It's not right. And I turned on, and I was frankly dismayed at what this televangelist said, because I thought, oh my goodness, that's why church people get so fricked up and they don't know what they're doing and they make wrong decisions because when they get that, get that teaching right there, it just messes with their head. And, and the teaching was this. He said, I've been studying John 13, 14, 15, 16. I have too. I'd put the last six months into that passage. And this televangelist said, when Jesus said in John that if you ask anything his name, it will be given to you. He said, 
We don't take advantage of that the way we should. Some of you need cash right now. You just look at God. He said, in fact, the Greek word there is not ask. The Greek word there is demand. He said, you need to start demanding God to give you cash. And if you got, your house feels a little tight, you demand God gives you a bigger house. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that there are blessings that come when you live in obedience to God, okay? Don't get me wrong. I believe there are blessings that come, not necessarily financially, but in many, many different ways that God gives you his touch and his blessing when you live in obedience to him no question about it but I don't believe that you just look at God and first of all let me just tell you it was scary to me when I hear someone say you start demanding things from God I told you that breath was a gift all of us today will go home and experience many blessings that just because God chose to allow us to live today and I want you to hear that, and I want you to understand that. And I stepped back from my television. I changed the channel for fear of the lightning bolt that might come through there. But that's what's happened to us sometimes. We think, God, listen, I'm on my little stool. I demand, listen to me. Let me show you a better position. Lord, I acknowledge your God. Would you please come? I don't know what you want to teach me here, but I receive it because I believe you always have my best interest in mind, even when I'm down and doubled over and on my knees. Now watch this. I'm going to take you back to the season we just came through. Christmas. In the Christmas story, there's another angel. The angel's name was Gabriel, came to Mary and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. That's the words. When we hear highly favored, we go, All right, get me in on that. Let me get this right. So I'm highly favored, and I've got to go tell my family that I'm pregnant. It's not by a man, it's God's kid. I'm just asking you to play that out at your Christmas dinner this year. <laughs> if you have a 16-year-old and she said at your table, hey, listen, mom and dad, highly favored. <laughs> I haven't been with a man, but I'm carrying a baby, and it's God's. <laughs> your first thought isn't, praise the Lord. It's just not there. <laughs> and then she gets to the birthday and there's no room in the end. That would be equivalent. Th think of this, ladies in the room, if you're with child right now, let's say today is your due day, and this afternoon you find you got to go, and you go to Holland Hospital, and they go, hey, listen, because of the pandemic, um, we're, we're closed, and we just don't have any beds because we've filled them all up, but here's what we're thinking. Did you guys drive here? Yeah, yeah. Can you do this effect? Go out into the parking lot, and what we want you to do is get in your back seat in delivery position. And then here's some tools for your husband. He'll help you with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that out. And if that's happening and you're in the middle of the second push and your husband goes, aren't we highly favored? I'm guessing you're going to put him through the windshield with the push. And then I get to sit is a mom, I'm not a mom, I'm a dad, but I'm a sensitive dad. I've got a very sensitive spirit inside me. And 33 year old son is bleeding out on the cross and I'm watching it and I'm crying my eyes out because she was. 
Do, do you think there might have been a moment where it crossed through her mind? Gabriel, you said I was highly favored? Doesn't feel like it. Is it? Is it possible this morning somebody's sitting on the stool with your head down and you have never thought of this, but you're actually highly favored? Like God is allowing you to have this stool. That's a whole new spin on it. Big story. That kid rises from the grave and Mary went, okay. So you mean I got to carry this, the savior of the whole stinking world. And today, I guess I kind of say to you, what could you possibly be carrying that's gonna save someone? You, you guys don't know this, but Nate won't mind me telling that this morning, one of, one of the worship team had just been, the Lord's been wooing their heart over the past Months, year, prayed this morning before we came out here to worship. I walked in on someone coming to know the Lord back there, back in the green room. Somebody came to know the Lord, received him as Lord and Savior. I walked in, I said, shoot, I don't even have to preach to people who are getting saved. It was awesome. And, and, and yeah, it was awesome, Nate. Thanks for your leadership there. But as, as I just listened to a little bit of him talk about his testimony, guess what? It was a whole bunch of things that led to that place and none of them were accidental. God used them all. And your stuff this morning that you go, well, that's a big pile of. And then I walked over here and had another big pile. Of. Then I went up here and thought I'd fix that pile and let it into another pile. And I piled my way all the way to the pile of this stool. And God says, and right there, as you lay that pile before me, Somebody online, you got a pile. God says, ready? You're favored. Watch this. Same thing he said to Abraham. 2021. Perfect line. You ready? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? <laughs> Name your thing. Sit on your stool, down scroll all you want. Look further if you need to. But Lord, look at this and this and this and this and this and this. And he sits there and goes, keep going, keep going till you get to the bottom. Got it covered. You can't find a spot in 2021 that God can't reach. You ain't got a situation that if you played it out with the Lord, he can't say, I can do that. Sarah had a baby in her 90s. Probably nobody here lady-wise is looking to get in on that. <laughs> but God wants you to. He can. <laughs> he can. Would you be the talk of the town? Oh, yeah. Would there be some down-scrolling about you? Uh-huh. But it's not impossible for God. And your situation, the world right now, just trust me, God's not sweating it. He's looking going, I hope those Christians actually believe it when they say they're following me because I am, Jesus said, 
I am not of this world, Isaiah said. His kingdom will never end. Can I just make sure y'all know y'all don't need to tie yourselves to some earthly kingdom? God's kingdom never ends. And Jesus said that, and oh, oh yeah, he doesn't lie. So Father God, we bow. We bow sitting on our stools. We're little complainers some days, tied up in this little man-made stuff that comes at us all the time on our phones, on our TVs. And we pause this morning, 2021, we kick it off remembering you are God and nothing is too difficult for you. And we put our trust right there. And we pray we'd walk out of here and live that. And we love you this morning. And we give ourselves to you again. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. I pause to just simply say to you, I trust the Lord used that to remind you of his faithfulness. Over the years, uh, he does not miss a beat. He is here. He is with us. He is watching everything. And I pray today you are spending more and more time with him because that's where your strength is. May the God... May God bless you today. May he continue to watch over you today, all your family. Again, if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. We are so grateful for your support, your love, and your faithfulness to us. We love you back, and we trust this has been an encouragement to you today. May God bless your entire month of March and the months to come.